Luke 23 1-3 NASP. Then the entire assembly of them set out and brought him before Pilate. And they began to bring charges against him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to pay taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. Now Pilate asked him, saying, So you are the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, It is as you say. John 18:37 NASP. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this purpose I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Revelation 19:16 NASP. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. Sometimes I think we just don't get it. We say we do, but the manner in which we sometimes live our lives, just doesn't add up to the reality of who Jesus says He is and what He has promised those of us who believe and trust in Him. Some of you have probably noticed that I've been talking about the Kingdom of God a fair bit as of late. I've been praying about this a lot because I see so many indicators where our current focus is, and how it is at odds or contrasts with what we read about in the New Testament. This is especially true when one includes politics, power in gaining or maintaining control. And I do understand the practical reality of living in this world. Obviously we do have to make a living and we do have responsibilities towards the political processes of the government that we live under, plus our adherence to the rule of law, that does not violate our conscience of obedience towards following God's will. The New Testament does provide us with an overview and specifics on how we should conduct ourselves, in this world that we live in. But God's Holy Word also tells us in numerous instances to be in the world, but not of the world. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 4 8 the one who steals must no longer steal but rather he must labor, producing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with the one who is need. And we are instructed to acknowledge and show respect to those in authority over us. Romans 13 1-7 refers. Living under Roman authority was no walk in the park, yet Paul penned these scriptural guidelines, knowing full well how harsh, unjust and demanding Roman rule could be. Does one see any objection to the institution of slavery under Roman rule, within the New Testament? No we do not even though God does not condone slavery. GoQuestions.org has a good summary on this issue which you can read here. What Paul does provide is instruction on how a slave should act towards his or her master with the accompanying overview that in Christ, there is neither slave nor free, because we are all one in Christ. Galatians 3:28 refers. What is the bigger picture that Paul sees, that we too often fail to see? I would submit that what we too often fail to see is that this world that we live in is not what is vitally important and even if we live or die is not really important, because ultimately, God is in control, but rather what is of the greatest importance is that we are citizens of the Kingdom of God. We march to a different drum or at least we should. Our King is Jesus, and our truth is the truth that Jesus came to give us. The Apostle Paul even spells it out for us when he likens us to soldiers in the army of God. Read what he says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2:4. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him. And when we became Christians, who enlisted us? That would be Jesus. If you were present when the apostles witnessed the resurrected Jesus, and the realization of what exactly Jesus' resurrected body and person authenticated, broke through to every fiber of your mind, body and spirit, do you really believe that whether you were a slave or free would matter to you at all? What matters is that we know Jesus is the Son of God and because we believe and trust in Him, He told us that because He lives, we shall also live. What we are talking about here is a completely transforming realization that literally changes everything. Why is what we see and read in the New Testament, so different from what we see and hear today, in a good-sized portion of the visible Christian Church? 
Why is it that we are now very divided and knee-deep into slinging stones at others, not to mention, how many frequently voice their objections to having rights taken away? I could be wrong but I think we've shifted our focus from the reality of the kingdom of God and His righteousness to the kingdoms of this earth, and our own righteousness, exactly what Jesus told us not to do. Maybe you disagree? I would then ask you the following two questions. Did Israel reject God as their king? 1 Samuel 8 5 and 1 Samuel 8 7 refers. And how did that turn out when they leaned on their own understanding? Have we lost sight of our king and replaced his kingdom and his priorities with our own? And how are our endeavors turning out? Jesus is our king for a reason. The long and the short of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God our Father has redeemed us through His Son, if we will but believe and trust in what Jesus has done for us and that literally changes everything. And whether we live or whether we die, if we believe and trust in Jesus, we are the Lord's. And if we are in the world and rather than being apart from the world, we have in fact, become yet once again, one with the world, we are indeed, missing the whole purpose behind why God sent us His Son. God the Father is redeeming to Himself, those who will believe and trust in the accomplished work of His Son. And because Jesus lives, we shall also live, even though we die. That is the big picture, being in the world but not of the world, and all that it entails. The smaller picture, the less than picture and all that it entails, is being in the world and of the world. There is a reason why we are told to focus on Jesus. He is our risen King. The writers of the Gospels and Epistles of the New Testament testified of our risen Lord and they never forgot that, but sadly, far too many today have. Maybe, just maybe, that is why Jesus said that without Him we could do nothing, John 15 5. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.